Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, season three of Forward, the podcast, the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. Uh, we've been doing good. We've been having fun. The show has been growing exponentially since we started, so why not keep doing it? And we've got uh, this year a lineup of great guests, and we're going to get out of the comfort zone a little bit and talk about some things we n- might not be comfortable with. We're going to have a, a variety of speakers. So this year is going to be great, and I hope you stay tuned in for what we have in store for you. I'm going to try to loosen up a bit. I make no illusions that any of you are here to listen to me. Uh, I am just the guide. I am the facilitator of the interview with the guest. And I do know that guests enjoy talking to you. And because of the, the audience that you are, we are able to do things on this podcast that other podcasts typically cannot. Um, the way that Greg Cook put it when, when after I talked to him after being on the podcast twice in one season was that he knows he doesn't have to school you guys up before he gets into talking. He's pretty confident that you know what he's talking about before he talks about it. Uh, and that makes it really nice because then he can he can go a little bit deeper with a deep dive. Um, so thank you guys for being great guests. Uh, I will say personally for me, this is a, it's been a weird experiment because I just sit here down in my basement uh, was where I have a little podcasting station and I'm talking to myself. Um, sometimes the family walking by looking at me weird and it, it is, it is very odd to just talk to yourself in the dark in the basement without really knowing who's um, listening or going off of people's uh, body language cues that what you're saying is right on or way off base. It's, it, it, it's, if you've never done a podcast, it's a challenge. If you've never done a podcast though, I challenge you to do one. Uh, and I think you'll learn a lot about yourself and how you speak and what you think about before you speak and all these other things that you've never really considered. Um, so, so yeah, I appreciate, I've learned a lot from doing a podcast and I appreciate you guys for listening uh, for sure. Um, another set of people that I appreciate are our sponsors. We've got new sponsors this year. Uh, much love to the sponsors because without them, uh, they really help finance a lot of the things that go on in the podcast as far as like software and hardware and making sure all the digital stuff is, is right and that the podcast lands in the right spots so that you can listen to it on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all these other things. So uh, much love to our sponsors. We are going to continue this year uh, with Parker Seminars as a sponsor. Parker Las Vegas, you've got to be there. And uh, so we'll play their ads shortly. And then we have two new sponsors, the T-Tool and China Gel, uh, which are big supporters in general of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. So uh, much love to all those sponsors, and we'll get to their, their pieces in a bit. And please do listen to the pieces, honor them, and check their products out and uh, their services out, and they're worth it. Another offhand sponsor is going to be the Chiropractic Success Academy. That's Chiro- uh, Dr. Kevin Christie and myself. That's uh, csacircle.com. And uh, we have a four-part video series that's completely free if you go to csacircle.com. Put yourself on the wait list. You'll receive this four-part video series about, uh, I guess you could say it's about chiropractic success, Uh, but it's an entertaining four-parter with lots and lots of tips and tools and tricks that are in there. 
um, uh, I think, you know, what, what would you call it? We, we put so much value in there that you would be impressed with what we offer and what we know. So check out csacircle.com, get on that wait list. Um, the academy itself will open up. It opens up quarterly. So when you're listening to this, whatever the next quarter is, uh, and for us right now as we're recording, it's going to be uh, January 2020 is when we will open the academy again. And that's it for the sponsorship stuff. Um, other than that, I hope you enjoy the podcast we have coming up, and I'll do a little piece on that in a second. Um, and I hope you enjoy the season. If you ever have any questions or concerns or ideas or ideas for guests and all those sort of things, you can email me and the FTCA team at contact at forwardthinkingchiro.com. Um, if you aren't aware even of what the FTCA is, the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance, it started as a Facebook group about five years ago. And uh, the Facebook group now has about 8,000, almost 8,200 members in it. So it's, it's somewhat large for a chiropractic Facebook group. And uh, we are more on the, what you would call evidence-based side of the chiropractic spectrum. Uh, and, and our heroes are just a little different than the heroes on any other side of any spectrum. So we want our heroes on the podcast and we want to celebrate what we celebrate when we try to give people uh, the best lives that they possibly can, our patients. And we try to reduce the global burden of the disease, particularly as it appertains to musculoskeletal disease and low back pain. All right. So that's enough of my little rant at the beginning of the podcast. I hope you enjoy this interview with Chaz Wilson. I think he'll impress you uh, tremendously with his knowledge and with his uh, understanding of business in general. So please enjoy Chaz Wilson, and I will talk to you next time. Two great things are happening right now for Parker Seminars Las Vegas. You can still get early bird pricing, but it ends soon. And you could be entered for a chance to win a VIP package that includes three hotel nights stayed during the seminar at the Paris Hotel. You'll also receive a VIP badge that gets you access to reserved seating in the main hall, front of the line access for photo and autograph opportunities, and exclusive access to the Parker Alumni Lounge. Go to parkerseminars.com and choose the Las Vegas button to register now. That's parkerseminars.com. All right, so let's introduce you to our new podcast sponsor, and that's China Gel. China Gel is not new to the FTCA, though. We have been um, loved by China Gel, and we have loved China Gel for a long time now. They've been great supporters of the FTCA and chiropractic in general, so... Uh, we appreciate China Gel, and I know a lot of people use their products, but if you haven't given China Gel a shot, now's the time. For 25 years, China Gel has produced products that are designed with your, you, the practitioner, in mind. Their topical pain reliever can be combined with ultrasound, uh, IASTM, cupping, manual therapy, and more. And there's even this new therapy cream that is an herbal enhanced emollient for ISTM, ISTM that dries clean very nice. I got to say it's very, very nice. When done treating, both products can be taped over with your preferred kinesiology tape. There's no wiping or cleaning. It's not uh, goopy or messy or slimy. It's pleasant to use for the practitioner, powerful pain relief for the patient, and the clinic and retail sizes are available. You can get in a big, gigantic uh, hot tub size, or you can get uh, clinical sizes to sell to patients as well. Visit chinagel.com backslash FTCA to sign up for a, whole t a wholesale account. And their, uh, their, logan, their slogan, their catchphrase 
it's alliteration. It's PPP, Pleasant Powerful Pain Relief. So uh, check out China Gel for us, please. And thank you for sponsoring the FTCA podcast, China Gel. We love you. And our next sponsor, this is new to everybody, uh, is the T-Tool. So T-Tool is a brand new IASTM tool. It's the SCUV of ISTM tools. Um, it's interesting. So when you, when you know, uh, when you, if you do this soft tissue work, uh, the, the technique that starts with G, I don't know if we're allowed to say the names of techniques anymore. I don't know what I can and can't do on a podcast. You know, the techniques where you use the stainless steel instrument and the emollient and you're working on soft tissue. Uh, this is the SUV of one of those tools. It's a little different. You know, those, those other ones are sort of always shaped like blades. Um, uh, this one is three-dimensional. It has a, a handle. It's, it's, it's designed to replace or save your hands and your thumbs. It gives you leverage. It's been used already by uh, many chiros, PTs, massage therapists, athletic trainers. It's created by chiropractors. Um, definitely deep tissue techniques. One of the things that's really nice about the T-Tool is that it can be used over clothing, and they have a free online course to help you get used to how to use it and what ways to use it. I even have a, a, a buddy that we've interviewed on this podcast, season one. I think he was season one, episode one, and that is uh, David Wiedemeyer, DC. He did not authorize me to use his name in this commercial whatsoever, and I'll probably have to kick down some proceeds to him. But just in passing conversation, uh, he does a lot of orthotics and foot type work, and he really likes the T-Tool and the shape of it and the design and how he can use it on feet and lower extremities. So uh, if you haven't checked out the T-Tool yet, get used to it. Because if you're a podcast listener, they're a sponsor, and we're going to be talking about it. So eventually by the end of this year, you're going to look into the T-Tool at some point, and you can check them out at the T-Tool, all one word, thetool.com. All right, so that's it for sponsorship. Uh, let's get into this episode with Chaz Wilson. All right, everybody, my guest today on Forward, the podcast, Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance, is Chaz Wilson. You will never be short of finding content from Chaz Wilson because he gets it. You can find him on YouTube, Chaz Wilson 311. Facebook is at Chaz Wilson, CEO, Chaz is C-H-A-S, and at Master Networks, I-N-C. Instagram at Chaz Wilson, CEO, with a little bottom line, whatever the space line is, Chaz Wilson, CEO, line. <laughs> LinkedIn, that's where you would really want to uh, get to know Chaz Wilson. He's just Chaz Wilson on LinkedIn. And he's got a podcast that you need to listen to, too. It's called Connect, Share, Prosper. And they've got a lot of downloads on that podcast. Uh, his YouTube is where he kills it the most. So definitely follow Chaz Wilson 311 and Master Networks 1 on YouTube. Uh, Chaz Wilson is the best-selling author of 5 Plus 1, The Entrepreneur's Handbook for Success. He's co-founder and CEO of Master Networks, which is what we're mostly going to be talking about today is networking and, and then business in general. Uh, but Master Networks is a national business networking and training company and, uh, and an advocate for the entrepreneur. So uh, let's check in with Chaz Wilson and see what he's got to say and lay it down on forward.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. And just as my intro has told you, we are with Chaz Wilson, the founder and... Uh, would you call yourself the CEO? Is that the title you gave yourself? I mean, I get called lots of things, but yeah, yeah no, hey, you guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Of Master Networks, uh, Chaz. We need Mr. Wilson. We need a uh, Genesis story. How the heck did this happen? Master Networks. Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. I mean, my my business partner is a chiropractor, and we we actually met at a networking group. But I was going to these networking groups. I'd built a real estate practice through networking. Uh, an office, uh, multiple offices, mortgage title. I'd built it all through networking and I was at a networking group. Um, I have five children. My youngest two are twins and one of them needed surgery and right after they were born. And I was at this uh, time of my life where I was focused on obviously my, my son and my wife and all those things that um, took my, my time, my personal time. And I wasn't attending my chapter meetings of this networking group. But, you know, after missing a couple of weeks, I got a letter that said, hey, listen, we know you've been out um, but we're replacing you basically. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like 10 years with this group and no one reached out and said, Hey, where you been? What's happening? And I don't blame them necessarily because that's the structure. That's how it, those were the rules. I knew them, but, um, I realized at that moment I wanted something more relational, not transactional. And so I sat down at a restaurant with my business partner. Like I said, he was a chiropractor and we sketched out on a napkin what we think, uh, you know, this, this idea of master networks could look like relationships, education, and then referrals are a byproduct of it. And we just started the first group. Like that was it. Uh, and uh, that was in 2011 in Minnesota. That's where we started. And, uh, you know, it's been crazy ride since. Yeah. And, and so what I want you to sort of do for these folks who might not know what Master Networks is, is give them a quick breakdown. What are we talking about here when it comes to Master Networks? And then we're going to get into the things that we want to talk about, which are the, the, these essences of networking, how important networking is. And then maybe we'll get into some business stuff. We've got a lot of solopreneurs out there, obviously. Absolutely. Um, but I want them to know what Master Networks is because I have been a Master Networks member and I think it's a very valuable tool, especially for a young business person. Yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's a networking group that meets weekly, one hour, high energy interactive meetings uh, that that are really, I actually hate the word meeting. I don't know why we 11, you know, 2011, when we started, we called them meetings. I, if I go back, I'd change that, but it's in all of our documents and everything. And so, but it's an event every week, right? And it's based on education and building relationships. And most people know inherently in business, they need to grow their network, but they're not systematic in the intention of the way that they grow that network. And master networks is a systematic way intentional to build your network by relationships and education. And and it's a monthly membership fee. We believe in partners, not prisoners. So there's no contracts. There's no long-term, right? That's so, so that's what we do. And, and we meet on a weekly basis, local and communities. We're in 23 states. We have online education uh, university. We education in the meetings. Um, we have a, a bunch of technology that allows us to connect and share referrals across the platform instantly. Um, and so that's what we do. And we help businesses grow through our education. If you were to sit, if you were sat down on a stage in front of a bunch of brand new graduates, we'll, we'll do chiropractors, but physical therapists, young professionals, et cetera, and you needed to give them the golden nuggets of networking, where do you start? Well, I can actually visualize this because my brother-in-law is a chiropractor too uh, as well. And so he, he's when, right out of school. In fact, while he was in school, he was asking me, you know, when I'm done, what should I do? How should I approach my business and building a practice? 
And I said to him, I said, look, you need to get involved in a networking group. And the reason is, is that uh, as you expand, right, as you grow, it's expanding that circle is about who they know that they can send you and building those relationships long term. I was like, if you want to build something that's going to stand the test of time, it's going to be based on the size of your network. And so don't look at it as like this activity that I've got to measure my ROI. Okay, I'm going to go to Master Networks. I'm going to spend $50 a month. If I don't get that back in three months, I'm out. Like yeah. Networking is a process of growth. It's, it is everything. Every successful person I've interviewed has said that the size of their net worth was in direct proportion to the size of their network. Well, if we know that to be true, then why aren't we systematically trying to grow our network? And, um, and so that's what I told him to do. I said, you know, get into a, a, a chapter. And if it's not master networks, get into something, right, that systematically puts you in front of people on a weekly basis. It's as part yeah. of your daily habits. Um, and then connect with those people individually. I think that's the other thing that people miss. They get into groups, whether it be organized networking or whatever, and it's like speed dating, right? Or now I guess right. it's apps <laughs> I, I'm, it's before my time, like swipe left, swipe right. I don't even know how that works, but right. Well, it's they like, have that for networking now too, by the way. We'll get I know I've seen them. Like, <laughs> I mean, think about the highly transactional realm of this, right? Right. Like, I, I get to judge somebody by a photo and some description and swipe left and right. And it's just like, even in networking, like get to know people, spend some time with them. I, mean, I just taught a class this morning in my office with a bunch of people from around the country. And we were talking about the power of this. And that's what I would tell if I was sitting on stage, go build everything I have in my life of any significance is because of a relationship. You know, my five children came from my significant other, Right. It's the relationships, my businesses, my 31 businesses that I'm a partner in are because of my business partners and, and they're successful because of them. If I know that relationships are the key, why am I not focused on that? That's the question to ask. Right. Well, uh, we, we discuss this as well in this chiropractic success academy that myself and Dr. Kevin Christie have. And, and we go through this sort of like success path that we try to walk people through. And, and the first step of the path is that they have to at least know who they are and what they're doing and why they're doing it. For the second sure. path is that they have to have some sort of brand to build power behind that. And then they need to grow an audience. And then we completely uh, separately from all of that stuff, uh, we have networking completely separate because I think people confuse the networking with marketing. And I want yeah. people to think that networking and marketing are not the same thing. I think marketing enhances your networking. Yes. Right. But I, I don't think like, so I think you need to be, especially at the beginning of a business, you need to be networking focused, marketing enhanced is how I teach it. Because remember in business, you can do the yeah. right thing, but do it in the wrong order and go out of business. Like I could yes. spend all my dollars in marketing up front and not have any clients and go out of business. And I see that happen. Like I see, I mean, frankly, I've coached a lot of realtors. I've consulted practices, uh, realtors, I'm sorry, chiropractors. I was just on a podcast for realtors. Um, <laughs> I've done that with realtors, chiropractors. And what I see chiropractors make a mistake often, right? Um, and this is not necessarily just chiropractors, but I see this in all industries. It's like that old phrase, if I build it, they will come, right? Uh, right. From uh, Field of Dreams, I think it was. And the problem is you like, oh, let me go put this uh, table and this thing in my, obviously you need some of that stuff. But just because you pay for all of these things and put them in a room doesn't mean people are going to show up. And so you can spend it on products and, and supplies and services and all this marketing, or you can go out and network and build relationships with people that will send clients to you. And then you build that over time. It's just, it's the right way to do it at the beginning of any venture. So after these folks have uh, put themselves out in front of, 
as many people as they possibly could after they've gone to meetings where they're in a uh, they're in a, a fishbowl with other people that must also yes. swim in the same fishbowl. Uh, then everyone disperses for the rest of the week. What do they do to continue the networking for the rest of the week when they're not in the meetings? So there's two things um, I teach. I teach the, the method of bond when you're with somebody. So you need to get face-to-face meetings and you need to practice bond, the bond method. And so um, I think it was um, Michael Mayer in Seven Levels of Leadership teaches uh, well, we, we call it the face-to-face stack, but it's the same concept he teaches in that book. And it's, that's a great book to read as well um, to teach this. But we believe you, you, you set it up. I just taught the script this morning. So you find a restaurant in your local community, right? Where you're the, you're the celebrity when you go in there because you go there all the time. Everyone knows you, et cetera. And pick like every day, the same day every week. Like let's say it's Thursday every week. And do 9, 10, 11, and 12, something like that. And you go to this restaurant and you sit there and at nine o'clock you invite, I don't know, whoever it is. Maybe it's, um, I'm just going to use uh, let's say I'm going to use an insurance agent, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. invite an insurance agent cause I want to get to know them. Now, of course they come in the restaurant, everyone knows me. So they take care of us. They do, they treat us right. I, I practice the bond method, which I'll tell you here in just a second. And then at 10 o'clock uh, maybe I have a realtor that walks in and I now introduce the realtor to the insurance agent. And then the insurance agent leaves. And now I have a face-to-face with the realtor. And then at 11 o'clock, I have a uh, mortgage loan officer that comes and I introduce the two of them. You see what I mean? Like, so I'm having my stack, my face-to-face stack of meeting these people and getting to know them. And, and I'll go through the bond method here, but I'm also introducing them to each other. So they see me as valuable as a resource, right? Absolutely. But the mistake that most people make is when they get together with somebody like Bobby, if you and I sat down and did this face-to-face meeting, most people come in with it like, what could I get out of it? Who, you know, what Absolutely. can I pitch you? What can I sell you? That is such a mistake. So we teach the bond method and the bond method is, I'll just give you the quick overview of it. It's B is build on a common interest. So, you know, I started with you and you shared with me that you've been part of master networks on this. And uh, of course I knew people you knew and my business partner was a chiropractor. So we built on common interest, right? Because I've been in master networks and I know the bond method, but yeah. Right. For everybody so you else. Saw, you saw it practiced, right? <laughs> yes. And then the O is occupation exploration. That's when you get into, hey, tell me what you're doing. How's business? How'd you get started? What do you, well, you know, um, uh, you know, what are you looking for, et cetera? Then the N is needs, needs discovery, right? So what do you need? Who are you looking for? How can I help? All that kind of stuff. And then the D is develop opportunities but you don't start with the opportunities. You have to develop those over time. It might take a second or third or fourth visit before you get to that develop opportunity piece. Right. And that's where that comes later. And that's why most people don't do this because it takes time. But when you do this and when you build these relationships, man, they're powerful. Absolutely. Um, This took me from moving into a new state and I'm starting a new practice into absolutely exploding into not like you with 31 businesses, but I got like a good solid three or four businesses going now. Yeah. I mean, the, the number of them doesn't matter, right? As long, <laughs> like I could have 30 that don't make any money. What does that mean? Right. So right, right. it's about having profitable, successful businesses. Because it does, it helps. Um, it, it puts fuel behind it because, uh, and they teach it different ways in different places. You know, and in, in, if you're a Rotarian, they teach you to, to seek out win-win relationships. And that is sort this is much, the bond method is a much more descriptive way or a step-by-step way on how to produce win-win relationships with people. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but a little occupational exploration. How do we end up with 31 businesses or partnerships, endeavors? Do you have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? <laughs> well, it depends who you ask. Um, I think the thing is for me is I'm an entrepreneur. I see something. I see a need. I, yeah. I, see, I see an opportunity and I say, well, shoot, I could fix that. Right. And so I go out and I create something and it, I'll, I'll share one other thing here when I'm done about my three foot rule with this, but I, I share what I can. I, but then I find somebody that can do it. See, I don't say, Ooh, I could do that. I say I can fix it. And then I go, who can I get to help me do it? Yeah. And then I, I replace myself. So all of these businesses, master networks really, and one other business are the only ones that I run day to day. The others, I all have partners. Now, I, I'm in governing control of every one of those businesses. That's also a lesson learned. I, I have the majority I'm governing control, but I have partners in every one of those businesses. And my three-foot rule is that I don't, I don't invest in or participate or own a business that I can't at any minute and at any time within what I'm doing touch it within three feet. So, for instance, yeah. I don't invest in restaurants. I've been asked to do that a couple of times. I, you know, I have no business being in a restaurant right now, right? right? That's not what I do every day. Um, so that's my rule. So the reality is I could get a speaking opportunity to travel and uh, sell coaching services. And I've touched two or three of our businesses on one trip. Right. So right. that's, that's kind of how that happens. No, that's, that's genius. You figured that out or you learned it, you figured it out on your own or you paid someone to teach you that. Yeah, I'm not that smart. So I just have been really intentional about mentors in my life. Um, there's people that figure these things out way before me. Um, and so I just, I just try to get in their circles and you know, they're like, have you ever thought of this? Have you ever thought of that? I'm like, no. What, tell me more. We've been playing little devil's advocate here because you're starting to touch on a lot of subjects that I think, um, these uh, chiropractic solopreneurs aren't touching on like they're not exposed to the ideas mm -hmm. you know so many of them keep a tight tight grip on their practice and it it consumes their mindset and they really can't get outside of the box of their own practice or uh or delegation would be a huge one sure. a lot of people have issues with delegation well delegation's not easy as it is but um i think you're hitting some points here of primarily mentorship is, is a huge, there's a huge gap in mentorship and chiropractic mm -hmm. uh, because people aren't seeking mentors. I think there's uh, they'll, they're hiring coaches, but sometimes that's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not. And if I like one of the things I, I told my brother-in-law was, you know, he, he asked me to help coach him. And, and the interesting thing is he started getting challenged from people in, in the industry saying, well, why would you hire your, your brother-in-law? He, he doesn't know anything about chiropractic. And they're right. I don't, I don't pretend to, I, I'm not going to coach him on, you know, how to adjust somebody and which method and technique. I, of course not. I know business. And so right. I think one of the mistakes people make <clears throat> in any industry is they go to industry specific. Now there's industry specific people that are great and you should do that. I, it's not an either or. I think you should also look for people outside your industry who can coach you and mentor you on business and personal development. So for instance, I have a coach, I have a health coach, right? Somebody who holds me accountable there. I have a business coach on, on a specific part of my business. I have a speaking coach. I had somebody that coached me uh, for a while for about eight, uh, eight to 10 months. I hired on how to be a podcast interviewer because I have my own, I have two podcasts. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I have a branding coach. So I hire these coaches that are in my industry and outside of my industry. And, and I think that that helped me um, develop skills that I needed to develop. I might need your reference for the um, podcast. She's coach. tough, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, she's tough. No, you do a good job. She's, she's, she's brutal though. Like in, in a sense, she, she said to me on the very first call, this is, a, this is actually, you guys could take a note of this one. This will tell you if you have a really good coach. She said, very first call, she said, um, do you want a friend or do you want a coach? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I need a coach. And she's like, great. Your first podcast sucked. Let me, let me help you yeah. through it. And I was like, oh man, she's going to kill me. And there she were 46 did, but, ums. There were these oh, yeah. many. Yeah. It's well, like you know what she, she did, which you've done a few times. Like I'm picking up a lot of great things you're doing is um, she talked to me about the different, it wasn't so much ums and ahs. It was, you know, how to get stories out of people, uh, how to interrupt when needed, just stuff like that, that I just yeah. wasn't paying attention to. Yeah, we are a big story brand family over here in the FTCA. Uh, I would like people to be a big uh, Master Networks fam part of the Master Networks family too. And uh, one of the things that drove me uh, to really enjoy the content and the product that you produced were the training tidbits, uh, mm -hmm. which are now in, in a book that you gave me, which I appreciate. Thank you. You're welcome. But I wrote all those down. Um, I transcribed every single training tidbit I, I was exposed to and then studied them. And I thought it, they were very valuable. Can you kind of explain what a training ted, tidbit is in Master Networks and how people get through it? Yeah, so every week in our meeting, as I said, we're educational based. So we have an online university. And then also every week at our chapter meetings, we have a training tidbit, which is a two to three minute um, audio recording and now in print as well. Uh, of a training piece. And those training pieces are derived from my best-selling book called five plus one, which is the five business disciplines and the one master skill. So really quickly, it's thinking, targeting, tracking, timing, and team building five T's. Uh, and then the master skill of connecting through networking. And so every one of those training tidbits is based on one of those five disciplines or the master skills. So for instance, you can look up, um, you know, training tidbit, December, week three or whatever. And it's, uh, if I open it up, it's, uh, sorry, I just opened it up. It is on, you know, have you ever seen ignorance on fire? What does that mean? Successful leaders help others have the necessary tools to accomplish the goal. And then we go through a training about what does it take to give those around you the necessary tools to accomplish what they need to do. Right. So then that creates a discussion and idea. So we have two full years, over 200 pages of training tidbits in a book. Yeah, and this highlights this idea that uh, there are other networking groups out there and you're there to exchange your business cards and generate leads. And then Master Networks has, I wouldn't even say dual, it's multi-purpose multi because you might, you might sit in a networking group and you're sitting there for the leads and you're trying to meet someone from another profession, but you, you're still also trying to build a business and you might not even know how to do that first. Is that kind of what you meant by you've got to have things done you know, complete in different steps. Yeah. So it has to be done in the right order, right? In the right order. Yeah. I think Bobby, here's what's crucial and, and key is that if you're building a network, you want to make sure the people around you are also highly trained so that when you refer yeah. your trusted friends, you refer your mom to somebody, it's like, Oh, well they're going to take care of her because they've been highly trained. We kind of come from the same language and the same training and et cetera. There's also something else that's magical that happens. <laughs> And if you've ever been to a training, I know chiropractors are highly trained. They go to a lot of training. Think about the people you meet at training seminars and courses and conventions. And like, there's a bond when you learn together. 
Absolutely. It's, it's interesting. And we've noticed that over the nine years is that as people sit in a room and discuss their ideas and this framework that we've delivered to them, man, there's a bond that happens that's tight when you learn together. Yeah, we have our annual convention, the, the uh, forward, the annual convention of the FTCA, and those people are like family now. Mm. And they, they come together and they speak, and maybe someday Chaz Wilson will be on the stage there speaking to them, and you'll see these events are different. Bec- uh, just like you have your Connect event for Master Networks, Yes, these people become family, and, and they really look forward to the event, the event every single year, and it's a different environment than just going to some sort of event and learning. Uh, you go there for the people, you know, you're in the proper environment for you with the right people. And, and it, it kind of transcends the idea of just continuing education. It, it becomes something special. So special, very powerful. It's amazing what you guys have built. Um, be, before we get on, before we go further with that, as I say, ums, and I skip and I step with my podcast here, I I think what people should sort of understand about networking is that here's how I want to say it. So sometimes when I pause, it's because I don't want to give away too much info, but here's the info anyways. We'll keep it real. On our website, we have a map. So all the members of our website get put onto the map and their referrals, right? So if, yep. if you have somebody in Kentucky and that you need to refer somebody to, you can look on the map and you can find a chiropractor in Kentucky and you can make a referral. There's nothing more painful on that map than when, cause we don't have a, a vetting process per se, other than people have paid a fee to be on the map. There's no vetting process to say that it's a good referral or not. Unlike mm-hmm. when you're in a networking group and you've tested the person out and you understand who they are and you know that their staff is competent and they'll handle the referral. It's like a, it's like the Glengarry Glen Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the Glengarry leads, right? You can't yeah. have them cause to give them to you is just to throw them away. Like, so true. Um, that is the most important thing I think uh, when I'm meeting with somebody and we're going through the bond method and like, if, if somebody, if you refer somebody to me, they will be taken care of just like they're a family member and then delivering on that promise. Think about if if, I'm thinking right now, I'm trying to put myself in your listener's shoes. I'm a chiropractor. I own a practice, you know, right now. I mean, I, I think about my relationships with my chiropractors over the years, like, and right now it's, it's, you know, we talk about things. They know me, they know my family. I mean, you think about most chiropractors get to know their patients pretty well and they have needs. They have needs outside of the scope of what a chiropractor can do, or maybe it has nothing to do with health and wellness. It's just, yeah, Hey, I need somebody to help me remodel my kitchen. You know anybody? Yeah. To be an added resource just continues to put you in that sort of that equity bank of like, you know what? I got somebody for you. Let me help you out. Let me, let me connect you right now with this person. And so people sometimes forget that, like I get calls and emails all the time. Do you know somebody in this state that does this? I don't even get them just for local. So do you know somebody that does this? Do you know somebody that does that? And I mean, I have helped. That's also some of the ways I've met some of my mentors and some people I absolutely admire. They're authors or speakers. They're very, very successful people, massive net worth. And we'll just get to talking in a bond session of face-to-face like this over Zoom or whatever in my introduction. And when I, as I start to ask what they need, I say, oh, you need a social media specialist? I have got the guy. He works with some of the top speakers in the world. They're like, oh, could you make an introduction for me? Absolutely. I make the introduction. I've got a guy in my office right now who is writing a book and he needed an editor. And I said, oh, you got to have my editor. The guy that edited both my books. I mean, if he could take my broken English 
garbage. I mean, I failed school. Like if he can take mine and turn it into a bestseller, he can help you. And he's like, Oh, that'd be wonderful. See, they still see me as valuable, even though we didn't do any business together. And that's what you get to be as a resource when you have a huge network. A community resource. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so powerful. It allows you other opportunities in the community too. So say you're a community resource out of your practice, but you're doing this networking. People uh, begin to like, know, like, and trust you. And next thing you know, there's sort of a, a city council or a PTA position available and they're thinking of you. And now that stuff becomes public relations that works to come all the way back around to your business. Um, serotipitously, you, you know, you don't get into those things. You don't go into the PTA purposely to get patients or business, but it comes back around that way. Bobby, let me share one other thing with the listeners. I think they should consider as to why to build a network, right? Right now as, at the recording of this, the economy is pretty good. Generally speaking in most areas, the economy is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, most people aren't thinking about building their network right now, but I can promise you having lived through some that tough economy and especially owning a real estate market, you know, real estate business that I owned and mortgage and title and all that stuff come through 2008, nine, 10, 11, it was brutal. I wished I had a larger network at that point. That was not the time to go build it. I should have yeah. done that prior. And so, you know, I think that it's going to happen again at some point. I think the market's going to correct itself. It's going to be tighter. It's going to be tough. And, you know, when, when a chiropractor is seeing, I don't know, a couple hundred or a hundred something patients in a week and all of a sudden goes down to 50, that puts a squeeze on a practice potentially. If you're used to whatever, double, triple that. You, you're going to want a network to reach out to to offer opportunities for them to come in at a discounted rate, whatever, to keep things moving. And I see too many people who are sort of like taking this economy for granted and not building the relationships. This is like, it's a, it's a drastic mistake in my opinion. I lived to it, through it too, my friend. And, and I agree with you. And not only was it a, a bunch of real estate friends I saw that were waitresses or waiters the next week or bartenders. Sure. Uh, it was it was chiropractors too, particularly where we were in California. Um, things things changed almost overnight for a lot of people. Well, you know, when things get tough, people don't they don't invest in their health and their personal development, their well being, and any of that. They well, we can touch that's that's an ephemeral subject that maybe we can touch on right now. It, it's uh, survival versus success. Obviously, you've taken success by the horns, and it's an ever it's a never ending process itself. But sure. I feel like I am operating in a group of people that tend to operate a little bit more on the survival side of things instead of really branching out and, and uh, taking the bull by the horns, if you will. Do you think that's a personality type or is, it, is this something we should be recommending to everybody? Be as entrepreneurial as possible. Branch out. Go for it. Are, are you survival mode? Yeah, are you talking specific to chiropractors that are? I'm talking in general mostly, yeah. but I know mostly chiropractors will hear this. Yeah, I mean, I, here's the thing. I think I love being an entrepreneur. I, I feel like I'm an advocate and a voice for entrepreneurs. I think it's the greatest thing out there. It's also the most challenging. It's like I interviewed a gentleman on my podcast the other day who's a four-time Olympian in the luge. And I, and I loved it because he talked about how the reason he went into the luge was because when he, he wanted to be in the Olympics and he said, okay, summer sports are very, very difficult. 
There's lots of, <laughs> you know, summer, this is amazing athletes. So he's like, all right, I think I'm going to try winter Olympics for whatever reason. That's what he chose. And he looked at like some of the toughest, uh, you know, events. And one of the guys he talked to those Olympians said, Oh my gosh, the luge, they're crazy, right? They go down this thing, 90 miles an hour, years and years and years of broken bones and all this stuff. He said, 90% of people quit. He's like, Oh, sweet opportunity because all the competition's going to quit. And he said it did. It took him two years with a bunch of broken bones and he just stuck with it and, you know, was in four, four Olympics. And I think about that as an entrepreneur, like eight out of 10 fail. It's, it's tough, right? It's like the luge. It's go 90 miles an hour and you sacrifice a ton and a lot of broken bones and a lot of bumps and a lot of falling off the, you know, the sled, but it's about getting up and the reward is so incredible if you do it right and you have a good coach that, you know, tells you when to turn and lean into the turn and all of those kinds of things. And that's why I love it. I think it's just an amazing thing that everyone should do. But I think, let me just say one other thing. And I hope the people listening really hear this piece. I also, and I get a lot of flack for this, but I also think there's a lot of people who think entrepreneur is sexy, that word. And, and, but they're really not operating like entrepreneurs. Yeah. They're yeah. just not. No. And the irony here, now that we bring it back around is when you asked, or we're talking just to chiropractors here is whether they liked it or not. Most of these chiropractors are entrepreneurs, quote unquote, whether they like it or not. It's just the business they walked into. Correct. Yeah. There's a small percentage that will get a gig in a, in a hospital or with the VA or in, in, in their outliers. But most of the people participating in this industry are entrepreneurs and, and some of them are in denial about that. Yeah, it's well, a it's scary like scary place to be. I listen. I I see it every day when I travel to the country and I teach and I train and I speak and I'm asked to come in and help businesses and you know I, I from a solo uh, you know small practice to to a large one. It's like if and it's a it's a tough truth, but if if the practice is solely dependent on you, you have a job. And the yeah. biggest thing it takes is courage to hire others. And I, I say it's a race to leverage, leverage through others. You know, when I start these other businesses, like I say, I don't look to what can I do? I look to how fast can I replace myself? Yeah. Um, don't get into a business without a plan for how to get out. Exit yeah, strategy. like I, I and the again, exit I, strategy I, for most Kairos is just to die on a table. They collapse on top of a patient at the that's end. That's crazy. You know? Like, you know, you're the one that's greeting the patient when they come in, you're answering the phone and you're like, Hey, sorry, in the middle of this adjustment, I need to take this phone call or whatever. Like I see this, I've experienced yeah. it as a patient and, and people think, wow, it's, you know, it's, I can't find good help or I can't afford it or whatever. Like it's deep. if you look, that. it's an yeah. investment when you hire yeah. people, when you bring people in that leverage your time and you, you, you're more productive, you're better with your patient and it should make you more money if you're doing it right. And that's to me where I think people call themselves an entrepreneur or a business owner. And the reality is they just have a job with a boss. That's a maniac. <laughs> you, uh, you're well read Kiyosaki. You've got Absolutely. through plenty of those, right? In the cash yes. flow quadrants. Cash flow quadrant. Yes. I've, uh, I've, I converted that over to the chiropractic career flow quadrants. You know, there's like, you can be an employee. Yes. Uh, you can, you can be in a quote unquote independent contractor, but you really just own your job, which you just yes. described. And then there's that heavy tax burden right down the middle there mm -hmm. and then owning a system. And it, our, our attempts in the chiropractic success Academy are always to sort of get people to understand the importance of owning a system and not just owning their job or being in a job. 
Gosh, I couldn't agree more. Like what you just said is so powerful. And by the way, that's the side of the quadrant where wealth is made. Yeah. Right. And built and, and um, yeah, I just couldn't agree more with that statement. If people plugged into your, your training and your system to understand that, to go in and understand that you got to build it that way. And look, some people get scared. They think bigger. Oh man, you know, look at all the challenges and the problems. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Oh, sure. you're going to have them regardless. So why not have more? I mean, I've got 13 employees and I've got a hundred something 1099s across the country. Yeah. Like right. I got a lot of people I can leverage things out to. I can go on vacation for three weeks and you know, I don't, I should probably, <laughs> if I don't. All <laughs> right. But, but, um, you know, it's still going to work and it's still going to happen and things are still going to get done. And that's, trust me, that is much better than when it was just me when I started running around crazy. What I think the young person needs to understand though, is that that the quadrant or the flow or the move to eventual system ownership and wealth and financial freedom, it's a different scale for everybody. So it could be two years, three years, 10 years, 20, but it's just more about constantly going in that direction. So I didn't put a time. Yeah, I didn't put a timetable on it, but I will tell you, in my opinion, I I call it a race. I call it a race to leverage because if I can get there quick, I should do everything I can to get there fast. Absolutely. With with the but with the caveat for some of these folks, you know, don't stress it that you have to be there within two years. No, just get there as quick as you can. Um, And because I am an ADHD person. I need to learn things in a different way than other people. This yes. brain just works differently. So it has taken me a little bit longer to understand uh, when to pull the trigger, uh, metaphorically speaking, and when to hold off, how to say no to people, mm-hmm. all these different things, learning how to delegate. It's, it's a crazy, crazy world when you start taking this bull by the horns and, and um, just going for it. 100%. I agree with hey, that. Uh, I got a personal question for you that, that's more related to – because I identify, I identify with, with you quite a bit. And then one other way I, I identify with you is I've got five children of my own in my house. Bless you. And I know you get this question all the time. I'd like to know how you respond to it. It's, the question is, how do you do it with all those kids? Mm-hmm. Couple, it's not that hard, I mean, right? I, for, yeah, first of all, I'm not sure if I do it. I'm not sure if right. I... There's always know, doubt. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I have a very amazing spouse who is absolutely supportive of what we do and uh you know understands what we're doing what we're accomplishing together she's very much a part of uh, the whole process um and then the other thing is i just have crazy disciplined habits um and i've built i think you can design the way you want it i don't think you have to be a slave to your business you shouldn't be your business should support you so that you have the time like i I look at it and say, okay, look, I only have so many summers with my kids. Yeah. You know, when I look at it and say, wow, man, I've got 18 years. No, like with my oldest, I've got one more summer left probably before he moves out. He'll be a senior next year. We just hit that right now. Yep. Yeah. Like, so time's short and I need them to know that they're important and I need to show that. And so I live by my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. So at the beginning of the year, I'll, I'll plan vacations and trips and time. And as things come up through the year, um, I'm there. I also don't, I just took a real intentional thing that I'm not going to tell my kids about master networks and about my life. They're going to live it with me. And so I did a podcast episode with my kids. I've done Mm -hmm. events. They come to all our events 
uh, all our national events they come to, they, they take off school, they write books about it. They've like, they're just part of it. And that way it doesn't seem like dad has a life and then he comes home. No, they're part of everything. They talk about it. We, we discuss it at the dinner table and you know, um, so I do the best that I can uh, for each of my kids and uh, you know, just try to take time to be there present with them, be all in on it. It's great advice because I think some people will use that. I don't want to say excuse, but they'll use the children as the reason why they can't when I think the children are the reason why you have to go big. Yeah. Did I just say a thing? I said a thing, didn't I? You did. Like they are the reason you, (laughs) like for me, it's the reason I go big to everything, right? It's the courage that I need to do what, like I try to be the guy that my kids tell all their friends that I am. Yeah. It's good that you bring them around because that makes you, you have to go even bigger. Someone's watching. They're wa- so my mentor, one of my first mentors, his name is Dave. And uh, Dave's built three national brands. He's written several best-selling books. Uh, he's in his 70s, been just an absolute friend and mentor in my life. And I, I want you to hear what I'm about to tell you because this was life-changing for me. I, I was, you know, Dave's been to my home. He, he's been to my kids' football games with me. He's just really invested in my life as a mentor, not just like, hey, let's have a phone call and I'll coach you. And, uh, one of my youngest, uh, my twins, this was uh, about, he was about seven years old and he's 10. Now I I'd just come back from a speaking, uh, opportunity across the country, flew into town. My wife's like, I gotta tell you what happened. I said, what, what happened? She said, well, the youngest one, Tate, he came in the room and said, Hey mom, when I get older, I want to change my name. She's like, well, sweetie, why do you want to change your name? And, uh, she said, well, he said, well, mom, you, you got older, you changed your name to mom, right? So seven year old, that's what he, his thought is, right? Cause I call her Jacqueline and you know, she's mom to them. And so, um, she said, well, Sudi, when you get older, what do you, what do you want to change your name to? And he said, when I grow up, I want to, I want to be called Dave. <laughs> and my wife laughed about it. And I was like, no, like, why do you think he chose Dave? Because he sees how valuable Dave is in my life. My kids are watching everything I do. If you think for one minute that I can tell my kids, hey, choose good friends, and then I don't, like they watch everything I do. So it's funny. My wife posted that interaction, that comment on Facebook, and Dave commented, and he said, hey, when I grow up, I want to change my name to Tate. It was cute. Like it was really awesome. awesome. (laughs) Right? But, But like it just became so clear to me that my kids are watching every conversation, every interaction, and everybody I'm hanging out with. And, and they're telling their friends, hey, my dad's this author. My dad, it doesn't matter what you do. My dad, my mom, what well, doesn't matter. My, my mom owns, you know, she's a chiropractor. My mom owns this thing. My dad owns this. Like they're telling their friends about it. They're proud of it. Be that to them. And if that doesn't give you courage, I'm not sure what would. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's huge. Um. Please, people, ruminate on that a little bit. And if it's not kids watching, uh, throw your cat or your dog in there. People are watching, so go for it. Your cat needs the better higher-end cat food anyways. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hey, I got two more things before we finish up. Tell me about the national event. Tell me about Connect. And I want to know, Ken, if people aren't involved in master networks, is Connect a thing that could be valuable to them at all? Yes. Yes, that's an easy yes. And, and they don't have to be a member of Master Networks to attend. In fact, I would say our last, uh, last year was our fourth year in 2019 or this year, 2019. Um, we, we had uh, several hundred people there and I would say about 25% of the room, if not 30% were non-Master Networks uh, members. 
walking in the doors. Uh, it is extremely powerful. Uh, we don't talk about, I just share with you the best the feedback and compliment I received was we had a gentleman who'd part of another networking organization, big, big national networking organization. He went to, he said over 10 years, he went to 20 national conferences. He said, Chaz, I'm just going to tell you flat out uh, what I think. And I was like, okay, here it comes. You know, yeah. he said, said in all the years of going to those conferences, they spent 95% of their time talking about how to build that organization. He said, you spent 95% of the time here telling me how to grow my business. And he's like, he's like, man, I love this. And we had, we had keynote speakers. We had, you know, Super Bowl champions. We've had Olympians. We've had, uh, I, you know, I got a guy that uh, is looking to come that's net worth is over 350 million. And he, he's been just a great resource and a mentor to me. And he's just walking in to tell everyone how he's done it and how you can build a big, whether it's 3 million or 300,000, doesn't matter the number. Yeah. But the guy's obviously built some things that are pretty successful. And then we have kind of, um, just some of our general members who've succeeded massively with master networks talking about how to build their network and how to use the five disciplines to grow their business. And it's three days. We also open it up to kids. So because my kids are so instrumental, they came to me and said, dad, we want to invite our friends. You know, we've been coming every year and my son got up and sold a book from stage, uh, two years ago and <laughs> made $1,400 in five minutes. And, um, and so we are launching this year Kids Connect as part of it. So anybody 10 to 18 years old with a company with an adult can attend, um, you know, get a ticket and be part of it. And we've already sold, I think, 30, 40 something tickets to, to kids for next April. That's amazing. Uh, that, where, where are you going to be next April? Where It'll be it in Dallas, be? Dallas, Texas. Oh, yeah. We were just in Dallas a couple weeks ago. Um, come, come on the, back the, in April. Yeah. So I, I do want people to consider connect for sure. And, but I also want, so now listeners, this is what you have to do. Listeners, I want you to go to masternetworks.com and I want you to see if there's a chapter in your area and I want you to join. So that's that part. And that's one of my personal requests and the people listening who will listen, will do, actually do that. Uh, it's cost, it's cost efficient. Unlike other networking groups, though it's a, it's almost a steal, but I'm not, I'm not going to get into a big commercial about it. I'm just going to say, go do it. The next part is some of you will get on to the website and you will look for a master networks chapter near you and you won't see one. Now here's the caveat. And this is something I think is very powerful and that is go start one. Right. Yep. Um, well, if I can just add, well, uh, with, you know, don't just go start one on your own. Uh, <laughs> use master networks. Uh, no, it's great. You know, you know what I'm saying? Don't just go out and start your own master networks. I think that's probably trademarked and all that. Well, one of the things I would just say is one of the, what we add to that is we will add for you a personal coach from master networks headquarters that will coach you through the whole process of launching a chapter. And people always ask me, well, does that cost me any more? No, we just provide that for you. So we're going to provide you that coach from headquarters to help you launch your own chapter. We have all the resources to turnkey. Yeah. This is why I think starting your own chapter is, is valuable. Because then you become the, the locus of leadership. You become the, I don't want to say so the center true. of attention, but you've, you've now created something and now the eyes are on you. If you've ever gone into a networking group where you're the chiropractor and you got to walk in and be like, hi, everybody, and I hope you like me and I'm over here on the side, right. there's none of that because you sit up at the front of the table and you say, I'm running this meeting and then they, ha they quote unquote have to respect you. Well, we actually have the documented evidence that shows the leader of the chapter if you're on a leadership team within a chapter, 
you have a 33, 34, something. I don't have it in front of me. But it's like 30 something percent uh, more referrals and ROI because you're in leadership than, than the other people in the chapter. And that's over nine years of tracking that. I just got an idea. I think we'll, we're going to start a little fun game in the forward thinking chiropractic Alliance and, and we're going to see how many chapters we can sort of set up. Oh, that'd be awesome. You like that? You like I those apples? It. You I like apples? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Um, Let me know how I can help. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just got that idea off the top of my head, but we're going to make a game out of it. We're going to gamify that. It's um, great. Cause this is too, it's too valuable for people to not understand networking and how it, how it, just like you said, your network is, uh, is directly related to your net worth. I've so heard true. that somewhere else before too. So. You know, and think about you, you're really in, in life. I was talking about Dave, right? You're only one relationship away from changing your entire future. Yeah. If we know that, I believe that's the, absolutely the truth. If I know that I'm one relationship away, then the reality is I just need to get in front of more people because I never know who that could be. Yeah, in my Master Networks group, I, that's where I met my tax strategist. And my tax strategist, um, we love her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She has done things for us that no other accountant of any type has ever done uh, to, to help our family and our lives. So so that's one relationship away from you, Chaz. I got to give yeah. you a hug. Uh, that's <laughs> great to see how that – I mean, you just never know who's going to show up. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and on that level, thank you for showing up to this podcast because – you know, one of the, one of the things I do is I ask, and that's all I can really do is ask people. And, uh, and you said yes. And I think it's going to lead to many, many new interesting ways for us to work together. Well, I appreciate you inviting me and I think you're doing amazing things, which is why I said yes. I don't always say yes to podcasts. I get a lot of requests for those. I know that sounds super ego. It's not. I just get a lot because of the, probably just the title that's on the door. They say, Hey, I want to get with Chaz and have a podcast. Sure. And we, we turn a lot of them away. Um, a lot of people humble, are trying, yeah, a lot of people are trying people, podcasts, you know? Yeah. Everyone's got a podcast now, but they don't have as many listeners as me yet. No, you're, you're killing they might, it. They might someday. Um, no, you're a humble dude. And, uh, but you, you obviously deserve everything that you get coming to you for, for Same good team, reason, my man. So thank you. Um, I hope to talk to you again in this future. Thank you very much for this episode. I got a feeling this won't be the last one, um, but we'll take it. As it comes. I appreciate it, Bobby. Yeah.